Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Tap Podcast, and I am your host Philemon. On this episode, um, we speak to George Makunde. George Makunde is a three times Google intern. He's helping um, students also gain internship and also get involved in tech. George has all the gems to give you and how you could actually get into these fan companies and also maintain relationships with them. He's helped a lot of folks, including myself. Um, and I'm really excited about this conversation. So please listen to the end. So George, can you tell us about yourself? Hi. So my name is George Makunde Martin. I am a, a senior at Morgan State University, previously a three-time Google intern, interning on the YouTube team my first year, Google Cloud, and then Lighthouse. Um, currently, I'm a business analyst well, not and this business analytics intern hmm. at Accelerated Transformation, working with women and minority-owned businesses. Oh, well, that's that's some some dope experience you have there. So, I mean, um, what what led you into tech? I mean, in the first list, led you into tech? Was it a family member? I mean, how did how did this this come up? How, what led me into tech? Yeah. All right. So it's interesting you say that. So there's a couple of different things. There's different aspects that led me to tech. I'll go into the first thing. Yeah. So the first thing was my very first, like, somewhat technical experience was in the middle school mm. in my church's sound room. Um, so the old sound room guy was leaving. So he was pretty much training me to replace him. So me in eighth grade, going on for the rest of my high school, managing the sound room. And that went with... Um, not usually like you like your coding type of things, but more of like technical support type of things. So like mm. anything with the slides went wrong, that was me. Help with the presentation. Yeah. I, I know how to manage the sound room with the mics, the audio, uh, managing feedback and all that. So that was kind of like my first technical-ish experience. So since I was in that experience, there was this program called Project Lead the Way in my high school, mm. which pretty much, um, I don't know if some of y'all heard it before, but it's pretty much like doing engineering classes yeah. in high school. Oh, wow. Um, but it's not like computer science type engineering. It was like civil engineering. Um, I know we did uh, me mechanical, not mechanical, just overall. I know mm -hmm. we did overall. We did a project. We did civil. Oh, yeah, electrical. That was it. So civil and electrical were the two disciplines we went into. The other, our last year was a project. And the first year was just like intro to like, the principles, I guess. So after going through that program, I realized like, yeah, I don't want to be an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't that ain't for me, yep. but I do want to do something in tech, yep. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> I was gonna end up doing being an engineering major or something mm -hmm. anyway, just because I was like, eh. And so one day my dad saw um a program in like about cybersecurity. Yeah. On TV. And he was like, Georgie, come see. <laughs> so, okay, so I came one downstairs. Like, then I was like, the TV was like, rise in cybersecurity jobs. Mm. And then he was like, that's what you have to do in in college. So, I was like, okay, I'll be cybersecurity or whatever because yeah. I think it'll be cool. Um, and for my non techies out there, yes, there's a big difference between like the, the engineering and the computer science. The computer science, science yeah. Yeah. So like I never coded before at all before uh college. Wow. Um so 
me coming into the first year of college, I chose computer science just because I thought computer science and cybersecurity were the same thing. And Morgan didn't have cybersecurity as a major. They had yeah. it as a class. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, because of that, now that's that's pretty much the long version of how I got into tech. Wow. Yeah. So, um, which actually means um, you actually were going to do cybersecurity, but then because Morgan State didn't have cybersecurity, you just ended up doing computer science, which is coincidental, right? Correct. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. But yeah, man, that's that's great. So um I I I would assume you you originate from an African background, right? Like directly parents came here and then is, is that is that right? Your assumption is correct. Yeah. So um, I mean growing up in an African home and then um doing tech, like was it a normal thing? Like was it something that was being appreciated or I mean Oh yeah, definitely a normal thing. I mentioned the sound room was my first thing in an official tech role, mm. but I've been on tech support since third grade because wow. technology and my parents just don't get along. Yeah, I, they'll always call me. Even in me in elementary school, they'll call me to fix the computer because something it'll be something simple too. Maybe they for you know back in the day they had a separate monitor and then yeah. the the big uh, box of desktop and they just didn't put on the monitor and they're like it's not working, it's not working. <laughs> but like, yeah, I just been, I got really good at debugging. I think a lot of those type of skills that I learned debugging, because you couldn't Google things back then. I didn't have yeah. no cell phone either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, debugging and kind of those skills, I, I fostered there, carried on into mm. like when I actually started coding. I see. That's cool. So, I mean, um, so aside the normal hello world, what would you say was the first ever program that you wrote when you started coding? The first program that I wrote? Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. Um, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I don't remember. Ooh. It was probably like a after Hello World, you know, after you do that first print statement, you're like, oh, yes, I'm a genius. Yep. <laughs> it's probably when I did that, the input, whatever those inputs type of things on Python. Python was my first language. Oh, okay. So whenever I did the input on Python, I just felt like a G because it's like, wow. It's really something. Choose my own adventure. Yep. Wow, that's 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 crazy. So I mean, so moving on from there, I mean, what other projects have you worked on? I mean, what projects have you worked on? Your spare time, hackathons, that kind of stuff. All right, cool. I worked on a couple projects. I'll talk about some hackathon projects I worked mm. on that I like. Um, so the first hackathon I've ever been to was my sophomore year of college. Mm. It was for Google DC hackathon. Okay. And my team I was on, we got third place. It was actually, it wow. was funny how I ended up on that team too, because I live around, I'm from PG County, Maryland. Mm. So I live around DC. So I was home for that weekend and I just went straight to DC. But a lot of my friends at Morgan were still at Morgan and the bus broke down. So Morgan wow. was like five hours late. Yeah. So I ended up becoming on a whole different team of people I didn't even know. Um, <laughs> just pieced together from other people who were, just didn't have a team at that time. Yeah, but ended up gelling like we all gelled really good. Um, shout out Howard, even though you know Morgan State's still better, but a lot of my team are Howard people. <laughs> um, okay. so I gotta shout them out. And we yeah, we got yeah. third place. It was called Election Track, and it was pretty much like it was 2018. So I think it was the election was like fresh in everybody's minds. Yeah. I think the uh, I forgot what elections those were, but it was like not presidential elections, but the other elections. I don't remember why I don't remember the name, but yeah. Pretty much, it was giving information on candidates. 
so you can make an informed decision. That was that idea. So we got their place for that. Wow. Um, another cool project that I worked on, I think this is one of my favorite ones, was more recently, mm. 2020, January, right before the pandemic hit, we were, mm. I was in Israel. Okay. Wow. Okay. It was for this program called Tav Tech. So for those listening down, it's a really cool program. You should write it down. There's three different tracks, data science and machine learning, which was the track I was on. Then there's also cybersecurity and there's general coding education, which any major can apply to. But for like <laughs> data science and machine learning, you need to be a CS major, some type of technical major. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- at the end of the program, we were there for a month. So I was there from December 20, 20th, December 20 something to January 20 something. So the last week, the last four days or three days was a hackathon for like to apply the skills we had. And uh, our team, the team that I was on, we ended up getting second place, even despite oh, wow. difficulties. So wow. this was our, the idea came from, oh yeah, shout out Howard again, because some other Howard <laughs> was with me on this one. Howard and Texas, dang, I forgot, Texas something. And I forgot the other school that was on the team, but it was five of us. Um, of course, wow. Morgan State. But yeah, um, so the idea was pretty much uh, maternal mortality is a, is a huge problem, especially for black women. Black women are three to four times more likely to die during childbirth yep. than any other, well, not than white women. And then it's a little less for Hispanic women. They also have, uh, it really stems from systemic racism within yep. the healthcare system. Yeah. Um, so we've seen that we created this thing called the motherboard, part of the okay. All Ears Initiative. So all mothers are heard. Um, and pretty much what the motherboard does is a symptom tracker app that helps Mm. them track their symptoms and it recommends, um, things to ask their doctor based upon like things that the symptom tracker has done based upon like machine learning. For example, like, let's say you've been tracking your symptoms over like a month and then the algorithm is like, Hmm, she's showing signs of like preeclampsia. Now, of course, yeah. this is not a diagnosis app, right? We're not here to replace the doctors. But what we are saying is that a lot of times when black women try to speak up for things or or try to say, oh, like, this doesn't feel right, they're not taken seriously. So giving them the power to ask more specific questions about what to get done or what to get checked or what type of tests to ask for will make a huge yeah. difference. Wow. Man, this is this is so cool because I mean I keep on hearing stories of black women dying and all of that and and this is so cool. So is is this something that you guys are making it public or this was just for the hackathon? Um, this was originally my friend Leslie's idea, and she's mm. really passionate about it. And she's doing um she's getting into a, a PhD program, I believe, or a graduate program, in order mm. to research the idea even deeper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, whenever she starts doing that and if she ever needs, like, I told her, like, that's something, like, all the whole team's willing to write for. As of right now, for me, though, just a heck of an idea. But for her, I know it's something that she really wants to create and make into life. Wow. Wow. That's that's really cool. But then, uh, recently, I saw on LinkedIn that I think you and a couple of others also were in a hackathon. Um, I think it was a remote hackathon. I think probably the last two months ago, I mean... Uh, do you, do you remember that one? Can uh, you tell us about it? Yeah. 
So I'm actually in another uh, challenge with the same team. Mm. But this is oh. we. This is uh, you're talking about the B Smart Hackathon with American Airlines. Yep, exactly yep. that one. Yeah, um, we got fourth place in that competition. Um, I'm Morgan students. Shout out Morgan. <laughs> and pretty much, um, around inclusive travel. So like, just creating, making the American Airlines app more accessible for blind people pretty much was the basis of our idea. Um, so we did, we just created a prototype with Xcode yeah. of like voice control um, and then like made it a lot of different features for like travel options and things like that. Wow, wow. That's, that's cool. So now, I mean, let's, let's talk about um, Google. Man, three time, man, it's, it's crazy. Um, how, what was, what was the journey to Google? Like, how did you in, in the first days even get an interview? Yeah. Tell us, tell us about that. Got you. So my journey to Google was, um, was actually very like unconventional because me, myself, Mm. I wasn't even thinking about applying to Google at all. Yeah. Uh, Like, so again, coming from my sour taste, I I barely wanted to do tech, but I just like tech is all I know at this point because I remember I, I talked about Project Lead the Way and I was like, I didn't like it mainly because like our school didn't have funding and we didn't really get to learn much. Yeah. And we failed our, all our exams. Wow. <laughs> we fell out the but not our we got A's in the class, but like at the end of the year, there's this like a uh, board exam if you want like real credit for yeah. it. That yeah, it was zero percent passing rate. Um so yeah, I was just like ah eh, uh. but so me I already came into the mindset like oh, I'm not good enough, like you know, yeah, I'm not like isn't really for me so there's this thing called a google and residence program um at morgan state university in which a full-time software engineer uh teaches a semester at yeah school so like they have a different partner schools morgan's one of the partner schools mm. so there was a one of my my first teacher was a software engineer at google who was teaching me computer science wow so me three weeks into about three or four weeks into it he's like Hey, you should apply for this thing called the EP internship. Yeah. Now it's called, but back then it was called EP. He like, I seen you doing a lot of good work and like you're really focused and you do good in class. So I think it'd be a good fit. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to apply to be honest. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah, sure, I got you, I got you. Um, and then I kind of put it off. I just kept putting it off, and then. Finally, um, I remember he sent me some type of reminder email like that weekend. Whoa. Like I put it up for a while. So that weekend it was due. He sent me around an email like, hey, don't forget. You, you haven't apply. applied. Yep. It's apply because the deadline is this weekend. And I was like, eh. And then finally that Sunday, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to apply. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing anything better anyways. So I literally turned it in at like 11.58 p.m. Um and yeah, it was it was it was just a, a last minute decision, pretty much. Wow. Ended up being one of the best decisions I made in my life, though. Yeah. Because about two weeks later, I got that uh, email back talking about, "Hey, do you want to schedule your interview?" Interview. Wow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's 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 a pretty unconventional way, as you, as you put it. So, I mean, how was your preparation like? Because I mean. To hear from you, you weren't really prepared. So how were you able to get through the interview? Because, I mean, 
these interviews are things that people dread a lot. How were you able to get through the first round, uh, the whole thing, actually? Um, I think part of it was me not being scared about it mm. because, I mean, I, I like what I know now about the tech field, I knew nothing about tech at all. And, like, I just saw Google as another company. So I didn't even know, like, I mean, I found out, of course, that, and I started preparing, but I thought it was, like, interviews, like, interviews, because I usually read downloads. So I thought it was the same type of interviews, like, why do you want to work here? Yeah. Type of thing. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be, like, no, solve this uh, solve this algorithm or whatever. So I was, like, okay, kill. Let me, um, let me like, get on this. But, like, because I didn't know it was, like, oh, like, it was a zero point. I feel like a lot of times, and it's the mindset is part of it. Yep. So Absolutely. if you always look at like the percentage of people who don't make it, it doesn't it's not as productive as seeing yourself as in the percentage of the people who do make it. So once I locked my mind onto it, I was like, okay, like I'm going to get this thing because now I got this interview so I can do anything now. Because at first I was doubting myself, but I was like self-doubt. Like if I doubted myself, I probably would have cheated myself with this interview. Yeah. I can't more so that's like the mental space part of it um <laughs> second part um well i'm gonna tell you what i did yeah. and i'm gonna tell you what people should do mm-hmm. so i actually didn't do much extra just because like the the nature of the classwork freshman level interviews are kind of easy oh well, yeah okay let me not say that but freshman level interviews aren't as challenging as like higher up interviews as yeah. long as you understand the basics of like computer science and the core concepts that they want you to cover. So it's more about delivery and like how you express the information more than anything. And then like how you like, you know, um, how well you answer the question too. So I did a lot of, there was a lot of mock interview workshops at my school that I attended. Um, But other than that, I didn't like study as much, but cause my classwork was like a good, um, you know, a good, pretty much like what I used to like get ace the interview because the classwork was very applied to the interview itself. Mm. Oh. But that's what I did. Now let me tell you what people should do. Man, tell uh, them. So that was me back then, but like if it was me now, definitely I'll have to change up my habits, especially because like senior, junior level interviews are a lot more challenging, and yeah. you actually have to study no matter how much classwork you get assigned that has data structure algorithms. Um, so it's a three major parts of studying for the interview. Hmm. Step one, you have to realize it's about, um, when you apply to a company like Google, right? Yeah. There's so many equally qualified individuals who are worthy of getting the job. So it's really hard sometimes for them to choose who gets what. Yep. And sometimes that is based upon something called like Googliness, hmm. um, and like personability. So like during your interview, right? Mm-hmm. When they ask you, tell you about yourself, it's a very small part of the interview, especially for technical. Yeah. But interviewers do like learning more about you. And a lot of mistakes I see for technical people. And I yeah. used to make this mistake until like recently, like I found this out. Cause I used to be sucky at like, per, like non-technical Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh. Um, but when you they tell you, tell you about yourself, you, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, my name is George. I go to Morgan State. Let's start coding, right? Yep. But really, you should talk about, like, your technical history and, like, tell your story 
through your work experiences. So your interviewer is like, oh, wow, like this is who this person is. Like this person yeah. has done these type of projects. That's really cool. And they took up this leadership position on this project or they did this extracurricular activity, you know? So like mm -hmm. add some things about that. So like I usually like to add like my work history, maybe some like key things that I've contributed. Yeah. Um, uh, things that like, and I try to do like things that I love in the middle of it, like, oh, I really love solving ambiguous problems like this, like, you know, yeah. so that that's one part you have to prepare for that a lot of people don't prepare for. And if you do that and you do the other two is really good, that'll put you over the edge as a candidate over anybody else. Oh. But now the second part of it, of course, is the technical part, the meat mm -hmm. and potatoes. So it doesn't matter how personable you are if you don't get the technical part right. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple steps I you I would do in order to prepare for the technical part. For one, I just want to say out there, um, mm -hmm. I feel like technical interviews are BS personally. Yep. <laughs> true, true. It's not very like a lot of things I do in technical interviews have nothing to do with the project I actually worked on. You work on, yeah. Um, however, I've seen a lot of new uh, startups and I've seen a lot of new technology that is like doing skills-based um, technical interviews that a lot of companies are trying to pick up rather than yeah. uh, data science. I said data science, data structures or algorithms-based mm -hmm. interviewing. For example, CodeSignal is a good one to look into mm -hmm. uh, that has a lot of good, like, exercises and practice for, like, people, for companies that do skills-based skill interviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of companies that are still doing data structures and algorithms-based interviewing, um, I never used Leco. Leco wasn't a thing for me. Oh, it wasn't. I think it became huge more like my sophomore, junior year, not yeah. my freshman year. But lead coding, and I heard a lot of good things about cracking the coding interview. So that's the first part. So everybody knows that part. Like you have to get do practice, right? Yep. Um, so that's you laying the foundation. <clears throat> but the second part is the verbal part. So it's about communicating. It's about um, knowing what to do, how to talk about it. You know, doing things like pseudocoding before you um, get into your get into your interview. So, like, if you do if you do misunderstand, you're not in too deep when you already start. It's about like asking things like the return type. It's about doing a lot of things that require verbal that you can't really do on lead code, right? Mm -hmm. So, one thing I do is I go on Calendly, okay. um, and I put all the times I'm available for mock interviewing. Mock interview, yeah, yeah. I'm in a lot of uh, computer science group chats. Hmm. Um, so I send it out. I post my calendar link inside those group chats. And I'm saying, hey, I want to do mock interviews for a technical interview. If anybody's free at that time, um, just check out this link and we can get something booked. So then a lot of people book me. And it's really good because, one, you're getting that practice of mock <sighs> interviews because it is a lot to do. It's a lot harder virtually to get that mock interview practice. So yeah. Definitely take advantage of like virtual spaces and virtual scheduling tools like Calendly to do that. Yep. And two, it, it helps you get to the other side of the table so you can be in the interviewer's mindset and you can see Absolutely. like what they look for. And it helps you think about, oh, some things that you may have like need some more work on. Yeah. Oh, oh. that's 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 uh, these are some gems. These are some gems. So tell us, I mean, um, during your first internship, what was the experience like at Google? Um, it was completely like a whole new world in a good way and 
there were some bad parts. So I'm gonna talk about the giveaways first. Mm. So pretty much like it was, I really like, I, I remember my first day of work um, mm. and I wore a button up shirt <laughs> and some pants. Okay. <laughs> because okay. again, I didn't know anything about tech and only yeah. thing I knew about internship was things I've seen on like TV and I, everybody on TV, I've seen an internship wore dress clothes. And of course my dad was like, wear dress clothes. So I was like, okay, I'm wearing dress clothes. And everybody was looking at me like, why yeah. this guy what? <laughs> like, like, is he, what? Is he from a Harvard yeah. Business School? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I felt so out of place that first day. Everybody was wearing t-shirts. Some people had colored hair. Yeah, um, wow. Everybody was like, and I was like, oh, this is like, this is different. Like, I didn't know like work environments could look like this. I thought all work environments were like suit and tie. Yeah. But, you know, type of uh type of thing <laughs> so yeah after that i didn't wear um that i had this i had this a suit in my closet that just collected dust the whole summer <laughs> wow <laughs> but yeah it was it was really cool like um there's a lot of intern events there's a lot of opportunities you feel like you're part of the team because you get to attend the team meetings wow. you get access to the code base just like everybody else mm. um they ask you for your input depending on the team you are and everybody has different experiences that's the thing about google is so huge that no one experience is the same. same yeah but at least from my experience um and then also like being on youtube too gave you me like cool different things i could do for example, my first week after orientation, yeah, we were in this. There was this thing called Stream, which is like a yearly YouTube event, which okay. was in LA. Stream. Oh, okay, Stream. I see. I mean, what do they do during this event? It's pretty much like a a year, like I guess it's a year recap. I guess not a recap, but like of announcements of like things that they've accomplished over the year, um, things that are coming out for YouTube, and it's like a big thing. It's a week long. They had Janelle Monet, they had Snoop mm. Dogg. Oh, wow. They had um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Someone's had, <laughs> I forgot who. It was, lit. it was weird, too, seeing a whole bunch of engineers trying to dance. Because <laughs> it was probably at the end. And Snoop Dogg was tossing blunts into the crowd. Ooh. And then they were all just catching me. I'm like, is this a work event? And there's, <laughs> That's like, crazy. Drinks. There was free drinks. And um, me, well, I was like, let me not. But, yeah, pretty much, like... <laughs> Good, yeah, it was, it, was like, it was an experience. It was dope. And there was a lot of different things like that for interns. There's a lot of things to do in the city. I was in uh, San Bruno, but I was in San Francisco a lot. Mm. It's a great place to network. Definitely, I would say one advice I have to people yeah. who to the Bay Area, um, I mean, at least uh, post-COVID, not pre-COVID, yep. don't, don't be in a room all summer working. That was one thing that I, I did. I mean, I definitely not on the weekends, but the weekdays, I would be working from a.m. to p.m. Wow. And when I say p.m., I mean, like, maybe a.m. to a.m. Let me be uh, real. A.m. to a.m.? A.m. to a.m. Just because, like, that was, like, the way I was built. Like, oh, the way yeah. I grew up, like, I have to, like, work because, like, but it's really not, it's not that deep, basically. Like, it's more important to have a work-life balance and, yeah. like, experience life outside of work. But... I did go out on the weekends and I do know a lot of interns who did not, who are more like inside, which is cool. Mm. If your homebody don't force it, but if you are the type of person who likes to go out, but you don't because you want to work, I would say like definitely go out because it's equally important to network with people as it is to do your project. Um, and like, I met so many different people on um, people that I keep up to with this day to this yeah. day. 
because of different events I attended over the summer, different parties I went to, different like different just things going on. And it's like really cool to meet like young uh, black people in tech who yeah. are also like doing things like me. But just wow. going back to the question about like Google again, um, I learned a lot on the job too about like debugging. I never pushed to a code base before. Um, so like pretty much like, I don't know, it was like I be, beforehand, I don't know I, if you guys are familiar with Repolit, but Repolit would oh, yeah, be, Repolit, yeah. yeah, that's where, I, that's all I used to code on, but like having to use like uh, C, which is Google's version of JIT, I mean Git, okay. um, and like doing like different things like that, it was a huge learning curve, and oh. I did not know what was going on until <laughs> July, and my project started in May, so, oh. Oh. and I felt really bad about it too, because I was like, dang. And that's part of the reason why I was working so hard. Mm. Uh, like, like I knew, like... You got to catch up. Yep. Yeah, imposter syndrome. I was like, all these people are ahead of me. And I knew I was, like, behind. Like, it was, like, a fluke. The interview was a fluke. You know, I was just dealing with imposter syndrome hard. But then um, I realized that I couldn't really compare myself to other people because some yep. other people have been doing this longer this than... This for years. Yeah. Yeah, years. And then we're in the same place. <laughs> exactly. So, People have been doing it since like third grade, man. Spoke to this guy on my last podcast. He's been doing it. Actually, his 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 granddad was actually related to Grace Hopper. So, man, you see the correlation. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, um, so tell us, I mean, how were you able to do these back-to-back like Three times, man, it's crazy. People go, they don't get return offers and all of that. How were you able to capture the people or to get these back-to-back -back um, internships at Google? Um, it really depends on your host feedback. So mm. how Google rates your project, right, is because, like I said earlier, it's very variable on, like, what your project is. Yeah. So, like, you can't really compare two projects just off the code. It has to be off the feedback from who your manager and your co-hosts were. Mm. So, based upon that, and then some other things, like, uh, they actually, like, do, have you been attending, like, Googliness? Like, have you been attending events, you know, doing some yeah. community service? Um, so, that's why I said those are also important, too, because I do look at, like, are they, like, a member of the Google community? Do they like participate, et cetera? Um, you also get, um, what's that thing called? Internal references. Oh, okay. From references of people outside your team who've worked with you or who've encountered you, you know, what mm. do they have to say about you? So those are the different things that go into it. And I think that I did a good job, even though I didn't finish my project my first summer. Um, but it's not really important to finish your project. It's more about like what work you've done. Have you shown improvement mm. since your midpoint of application? Yeah. Um, oh. How does your manager view your progress and all? And overall, like our manager was uh, happy with our progress. I said our yeah. because the EP program, not called Step Again, um, is you have a pod mate. So like it's mm. two of you guys working on two on the same project, maybe like different aspects of it like i was doing yeah. um i was doing like web i believe and he was doing ios but it was the same project 
Oh, I see. And we're able to come up with a prototype to present to our team by the end of the uh, summer. Yeah, so it wasn't all the way finished, but it was good enough. Um, mm. So, yeah, the same thing carries over to the other summers. It's all about um, it's all about how well you're able to, like, you know, get good feedback from your manager and you get good feedback from your manager by turning in, like, good code. And good code is defined by, like, you know, sometimes it's okay to make mistakes, but, like, don't make yeah. a mistake twice and don't make simple mistakes you can avoid. Yeah. Um, and the things like that's one of the things I really did have to work on was like my my coding. Like I'm I'm I was too I like speed over like quality. So as soon as quality, I, oh, I yeah, see. as soon as I get something working, boom, try to turn it in. <laughs> then, you, then they'll look through it and they're like, oh, there's a typo here. Like there's this right here because my second project was a front end project. So if a typo was there, it actually did matter because there was mm. a typo on the front end of the application. So yeah. like, different things like that that you can look into about becoming a more efficient coder um, and making core reviews easier for a manager. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's, well, that's, that's, that's amazing. So um, while we are at it, I mean, um, what advice would you give to people who want to have these same kind of experiences? Man, three, three back to back. It's crazy. I mean, what advice would you give to people on how to even get their affairs rolling companies like these? Um, my advice would be to, again, when you're already see yourself as mm. part of that percentage that gets in as you're applying, and don't doubt yourself because just like how I doubted myself when I first applied, I could have easily cheated myself out of this opportunity. Yeah. Um, so basically my first advice is don't cheat yourself out of the opportunity. My second advice would be to, um, I would say in your application when your resume, make sure you're highlighting your impact. So mm. I've seen a lot of resumes before. A lot of people ask me to review their resumes. And the number one thing that I've seen is like people just say what they do. Yeah. You know, but sometimes they don't give preface as to why they're doing it. And as a result of what they did, what happened? So yeah. if you want to stand out on your application definitely if you're able to get numbers use the numbers if you're not able to get numbers because you're not always able to get numbers mm. like highlight why what you did was important what did you use what technology did you use like use keywords tailor your resume to the application so i mean for google uh step at least i know there's not like a specific language you have to know but this is just in general like let's say you're mm. applying to something else and you know that it's very heavy on C++, I would tailor my resume to all my C++ projects and then talk about my impact and like what libraries I use, different things, get as specific as possible while being not being long-winded. So you do want to emphasize because mm. resumes, you know, recruiters breeze through resumes. You want them to understand what you want them to understand. Yeah. Last thing about it, when it comes to applying, right, the most qualified yep. person doesn't always get the job, believe it or hmm. not. It's wow. the person who markets themselves the best as the best. best person for that opportunity. So how well are you marketing yourself right now? That's the question hmm. you have to ask yourself. Really important. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Because sometimes you meet people and then you're like, man, I know this guy is good. 
But then, why is he not getting into the stuff that I am also getting into? Because you know he's good. Yeah, man. So this is this is really, really important. Now, I mean, to talk about impacts, like you mentioned, I've seen you in a lot of communities. I've seen you doing a lot of leadership stuff. How are you able to balance and sharing that you're excelling in your career or your tech um, project and everything and school and also with these um, communities that you're part of? How are you able to balance all of these? Um, hardcore prioritizing. And to be honest, some days I don't be balancing, but... I'll be hanging on. I'll be mm. hanging on. Um, but it really does come with hardcore prioritizing. So I'm going to list out just a couple of things that I'm doing right now. So for one, um, I'm managing a social media campaign called Justice for Cameroon, mm. which is to light about the Anglophone crisis. Yeah. So you check out Justice Cameroon on Twitter or at Justice for Cameroon on Instagram to learn more about what's going on in Cameroon and how you can help. Um, Two, I'm the Speaker of the Senate for the Student Government Association. Oh, wow. I'm a business analytics intern. I'm a TA for um, Computer Science 238, which I think is advanced programming, or pretty mm. much a C++ class. Yeah. And um, doing some mentorship stuff, and I'm monitoring that group chat that we're all in. Yeah. The tech so I'm doing a couple of different things. Man, that's, that's crazy. That like, I mean, how man? That's it's crazy how you're able to um, juggle all of these, because I mean, people are just in two or three communities or two doing two or three stuff, and they have a lot of issue trying to balance it. I mean, wow, this 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 is amazing. This is this is simply amazing. So, I mean, what is it with these tech communities? I mean, what are you trying to achieve? I would say. All right, cool. Let me finish off that last question for, and then I'll add on to the, the okay. next question. Absolutely. So uh, for pri- prioritizing, what I do is I put out all my weekly tasks and I put write it all out mm. and I call it like making it happen from this day to this day. It's yeah. because list, you know, I got this from my sister. She calls it something else, but to-do list is kind of like, oh, like boring, you know, you like <laughs> make it happen. She said something yeah. else. I can't say that yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah and like i know everything i need to do within the week but plan things out so instead of me doing an assignment all in one day i'll mm. do an one assignment over two weeks for an hour a day okay oh. and then i'll oh. do it like i'll do things like um i know i have a lot of meetings these days so mm. before i plan out how many free hours do i have for this day today and i do that because a lot of times I saw myself setting unrealistic goals with the amount of time that I had. I was no way I was able to able to like finish the things I set out for myself. And that kind of discouraged me because I'm like, I'm not meeting my goals. Mm -hmm. But when you set more realistic goals and you start achieving them, you're more encouraged to keep going. Mm -hmm. And then the last is like prioritizing. So for everything Mm -hmm. that I set out for the day, um, so I was like, I want to accomplish this is this for the day. I put a order of priority. So, like, my top three priority things need to get done no matter what. Mm, wow. And then the other things follow. Wow. Wow. That's, 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 that's pretty cool. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, on, on to the next, on to the next, um, what, what you are trying to achieve with these tech communities? Um, really, for these tech communities, I just wanted to be a place where people feel comfortable, like, sharing different things about like uh, it's very informal mm. so like, i wanted to be a place where like 
you know, techies or business techies could come together and just talk about tech, talk about opportunities, talk about things going on. I originally started off as like a, a intern community, mm. but then I was it was kind of like branching off. And then I was like, no, let's make it tech community. Yeah. So, but it's not the first community I started. I started one at Fort Morgan State. Well, I think that was my very first one. Mm. Um, I created like a computer science group chat for Morgan State, uh-huh. in which I used it in order to like help um, broadcast different opportunities that I saw uh-huh. to Morgan students. Mm. And then I just, I, this is pretty much the same thing on a larger scale. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to like share opportunities with other people mm. because, like, you know, I feel like. Is some people are just like need the opportunity, like exactly. how the, the internship. If I didn't have that teacher to tell me to apply, I would have never known about it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 really true. Well, yeah, um, we're almost um getting up to our time. Um, what else? What are some last closing comments you'd want to give? That something that I I haven't asked. Um, I would say my advice to everybody would be to network, network, network. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this tech industry is very important to network. And like networking is not only about what you can get out of somebody. True networking is about what value you provide for other people. So like the reason why my network has been able to go so big, why I've been able to be so many people is because I provide a lot of value to other people. Mm-hmm. And then in return, I don't really spend anything in return, but in return, people will provide value back to me. Yeah. Because it's that's the karma, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so definitely like network a lot of like uh, network with people within your own college. A lot of times people will, like try to outsource things with LinkedIn, and they see people doing good cool things on LinkedIn. But and then there's also somebody right within your own school who's doing the same thing, yeah. but you just need to talk to them. Yeah. Um, I'm big on a. I'm very big on group chats. Mm. Like if you don't have a department group chat, make one. Yeah. It's really good for sending opportunities. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's great. So to finish it up, I mean, if someone wants a wants a mentor and they want to reach out to you, what would be the best way to get to reach out to you? Um, so I'm not gonna lie, mm. I can't really take on more mm. than I have right now to okay. mentor anybody. Um, but I do have like a Calendly link for when people ask me about one on ones and things like that. Because mm. I do get a lot of questions sometimes yeah. and not as easy just to type out um so you can reach out to me on linkedin george makunda martin um hit me up i'm not as active on linkedin as i was like last month but i will be on soon hmm. um so yeah hit me. you can hit, find me on linkedin you can find me on instagram follow me on the gram at g underscore makunda hmm. same add on twitter g underscore makunda m-a-k-u-n-d-e and yeah yeah cool Man, George, it was it was it was really nice speaking to you. I mean, uh, yeah, it was really nice. I've, I mean, I'm in the tech community, and I see the amazing stuff that is happening there. And and I'm glad to have you to have had you on this show. And yeah, man, it's amazing. I'm probably sure a lot of people will be inspired with this. And you see a lot of messages flowing through your chat. Thank you, <laughs> and thanks for having me on this podcast. It's been an honor being a guest on this show. Man, you're always welcome. Yeah, man. All right, thanks very much, and stay safe. You too. Take care. Yeah, bye. Bye. Hey, folks. I hope you enjoyed that one. I'm really excited about the next person I'm bringing on the show. 
please subscribe and also stay tuned for the next person let me know give me your feedback on who you want to have on the on the show on the podcast and yeah i'll pull some strings to bring them on but i hope you enjoy the session and stay safe man stay safe <laughs>